You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. Welcome back to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Uh, Mike here as always, and I'm welcoming another special guest host this week. Back on the show once again is Tyler Vance. Welcome back, Tyler. What's up? Um, well, lots. Lots are, <laughs> lots are up. So I've heard. <laughs> with, the, with the lingo of the day. Um, but well, but it's, it's great to have you back. And what's really exciting is we're not talking Star Trek today. We're yeah. not talking garbage today. Yeah. We're talking about just movies that we saw. This is a normal screening in Kingston episode with Tyler Vance. Yeah, that, that's never happened before, has it? No, it hasn't. <laughs> We've always brought you on for like a, a just a crazy movie or Star Trek, or you're doing something that Austin's making you do, which again is usually pretty wild. So it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. This will be my first time at base level. I, I usually live somewhere very, very high up. It's like so that we're mm. we're coming back down to earth. <laughs> Come back down to earth. You are filling in um for, for Taylor, um, who once again uh, has the week off. Now I wanted to give a, a quick update on Taylor. We have received a few questions um just just regarding Taylor, making sure that everything is okay. Um I spoke to Taylor last week, um, so I have a very brief update. But we are hoping, I'll say right off the bat, that we are hoping that Taylor will join the show, even if it's for briefly over the next couple of weeks, and she'll give her own update. But she wanted everyone to know that she's just been a bit under the weather. Um, it is not pregnancy related under the weather, like it's her under the weather, but obviously like when you're pregnant, everything's all connected and everything's everything. So I think, you know, it t- takes a lot out of her. She's She is doing well. She's in good spirits. Um, the baby is doing great. Everything is good there. Um, but she just isn't um, well um, for screen time right now, for seeing movies right now um, and doing the show. It does take a lot out of you to come on, talk for an hour, be staring at a screen, have a microphone in your face. Um, so... Taylor just needs a bit of time. Uh, I know I speak on behalf of everybody uh, that we're all thinking about Taylor and wishing her well, but she just wanted everyone to know she's she's doing well. She's she's recovering. Um, she will hopefully be back on the show within the next couple of weeks, and she will give a more detailed life update because it's her life. So I'm not going to uh, step on on those toes. That's, that's up to her. But she will be on uh, as soon as she can to talk things uh, about what's going on and give you a bit of an update. And for now, we're going to have some guest hosts over the next couple of weeks um, until Taylor is is well enough to return um, or is well enough and the baby is here and she's had some time off, whichever whichever comes first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was like from it was like as as speaker for the audience, I can say that we all wish her well. Absolutely. Um, and Taylor will hopefully be back soon. Uh, in the meantime, and segueing to, to what we're doing today, um, we do have Tyler here with us. We've got two movies to review. Tyler, you saw Barbarian, um, which mm-hmm. is a new horror film slash maybe mystery slash maybe thriller. Um, you're going to tell us. Uh, it, that just kind of opened a couple weeks ago. I saw Amsterdam, which also opened a couple weeks ago. We're going to review both movies. I've got a little bit of Halloween news 
to kind of talk about like Halloween themed news to talk about. And of course we've got some fan questions. So still a great episode coming ahead and we will let everyone know when Taylor is returning to the show. Um, Cause I know everyone will want to hear from her, but thank you to those who wrote in. I'm sure that Taylor does appreciate that. Um, and we will get, uh, get hearing from her soon. Um, in the meantime, let's get to some Halloween news just announced just today. So I guess for those listening yesterday, The Conjuring 4 has been oh. confirmed with the original cast returning for for their fourth movie. Um, you're you're going to have the, the same cast returning to reprise their roles. The Conjuring 4 is in the planning stages right now. I know that they've just wrapped filming The Nun 2, which is Ooh. pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, I got to tell you, those Nun movies... They they've got me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely go see them. Um, but um, uh, I think again I always butcher her name, but Vera Farmiga and mm. Patrick Wilson are returning to, nice. to play Lorraine and Ed. So they they will be back for the cast. The Conjuring Four has been announced. I'm pretty excited about that, even though the third one was kind of meh. I've liked almost all the other movies in the Conjuring universe, so that's nice. pretty exciting. Now, do we know which of like the because all of these ones are generally based off of like a true life case that these people uh, purportedly did? Do we know which one this one's based off of? They haven't announced that yet, um, so we don't know yet. There are still quite a few that are apparently relatively well known. No, I don't know much about the like history. I knew about Annabelle; that was the only one mm-hmm. that I knew because of like ghost yeah. hunting shows and stuff. But I didn't know about any of the others. So apparently. According to the producers and the thing that I read, it's another story that people will have heard of before. Mm. That's what they say. So it's, I guess it's another one that has some fame to it. Um, it's pretty much reached the limit for me, but I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I, I'm ready to see these movies. I'm, I'm super into <laughs> that. I, I liked all but one of the Annabelle movies. I liked the nun, even though it was really scary. And I've liked all but one Conjuring movie. So they've got a really good track record as far as I'm concerned. And hopefully they learn their lesson from whatever the mess was with Devil Made Me Do It. I don't know what happened with that movie. But. Uh, yeah, well, I, I've actually only seen the first Conjuring movie. And I was like, I actually really enjoyed it, though. It's like um, I watched it in like the perfect setting with like a group of friends is like and like the doorway to a like unfinished basement in eye shot from all of us. So like as yep. all these things are happening, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> let's just shut this door right here. Yeah, that's, that's the way to do it. If you can watch a horror movie in a scary setting. That's yeah. that's the way to do it. Yeah, let's shut the door, and, and while we're at it, we're gonna put this chair up against the door just in case something tries yeah. to come up from below. And let's turn on all the lights, and yeah. everybody grab a sharp object, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll just we'll just hold these and watch this movie. Yeah, it's 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 very true that the doesn't matter how old you get, those movies when done well can still just scare you. Like it can just bring you into fear. Where you know you you might be walking around your dark apartment, and if you see a shadow running around, you instinctually think, "Oh, there's a demon," and I'm going to scream. Not, "Oh, it's my cat who's also <laughs> black who blends in with darkness," um, who's developed this like very bad habit of when I'm walking around, will like run past my legs mm. and make a noise like a "huh." <laughs> so <laughs> it's pretty frightening. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, uh, so that that's the news on the conjuring that's pretty exciting because honestly this year halloween really snuck up on me like yeah. we're not doing really a halloween themed episode this year uh, you know because 
obviously we've got things going on, but also it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Suddenly it's at the end of October. I don't know how it's like in the scientist world, but in the <laughs> real world, Tyler, it went fast. Yeah, the scientist world is, is, I imagine, very similar to what hedgehogs must feel like, where you just like you put your head underground for like an extended period of time. And then you come up for what seems like only a couple of days, but it's actually been months. And so as I, I was, uh, they came up with the expectation that I was going to be able to have all this time to watch all these great horror movies. And instead, it's almost the end of October and I haven't done anything fun. <laughs> ha- now, I guess just for a quick life update, like, have you solved the distillation of subatomic particles or are you still working uh, on it? No, I'm still working on it. Still working on it. Um, maybe someday. I'd say maybe someday uh, after I lose that uh, that that toe to frostbite, we'll, we'll yeah. figure it out. <laughs> it and, was a good trip. And, yeah, good trip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get to some fan questions, um, and we'll see where things take us. Um, so I'm I'm honestly I apologize in advance. I am gonna just butcher this name, so please do correct me. Um, I think it's Valcool. Or Valkyl? Um, anyway, please write in and tell me if uh, that I'm wrong, and please correct me. Um, they both sound like awesome names, regardless. Yeah, great name, great names. Either one. Yeah, solid, <laughs> yeah. solid job by your parents there. Um, so uh, Valkul or Valkyl says uh, once again, screening at Kingston is reviewing a movie I've never heard of. Where did the film Barbarian come from, and how do I not hear about any of these movies? Okay, two-pronged question. Yeah. Barbarian. Yeah. Tyler, do you know any of the background of this film? Yeah, so it was, it's actually the, oh, what's the name of the director? Nick Kreger or something like that. He's kind of, he was a TV actor for a bit. And he also was like kind of a, um, he had like a TV show that didn't work out really well as a director. And so he was kind of just like shopping stuff around. And he came up with this idea that um, was really, that actually like took off really well. And yeah, so this like, it just kind of materialized out of thin air. Um, and they got some big names in, like Bill Skarsgård is in it or whatnot. Mm. And when I heard about it, it was actually sitting by myself alone in a movie theater um, for another movie that wasn't a scary movie. So at first I was like, oh, this is great. There's no one around me. Everything's great. And then this trailer came on for this movie. And I was sitting there I'm like, okay, I really could use another beating heart in this large dark room right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it made such like an impact on me that when... I was asked what would I would like to watch. I was like, I wonder if that movie's still out. And it was. So I hmm. grabbed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I will, in terms of the second question, I, you know, I know for me, I poke around a lot for movies to, mm-hmm. to watch or review. Like I always definitely, you know, look at the screening room, independent movie theaters, see what's playing, poke around like a little bit. And it does take a little bit of research. Like I can understand the comments because if you're just, even watching things on TV, like not everything has the budget to, to promote itself on television. So depending upon where you're watching things that you get a little bit more of it on YouTube, but still Mm -hmm. not much because all that costs a lot of money. Um, I know I have to poke around for certain movies. So barbarian is one that, again, I think I had a very passing understanding of what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Justin Long's in it. That's about the amount that I kind of, New. and i saw brief like snippets here and there um from things but but not much maybe an interview here or there so it's it is hard it's hard to sometimes find things there's so many um, movies that come out so all the time and so actually yeah. podcasts are a good way to find out about what's going on because a lot of film podcast people are doing the same thing that you're doing is poking around finding the 
finding the new things, the new things they want to talk about. And so that also helps. Yeah, definitely. Um, but thank you. Thank you for the question. And please uh, correct me on your name. Uh, next question comes from Chris, friend of the show. Uh, Chris says, uh, Star Trek update, please. Ooh. Um, okay. Star Trek update. Tyler? Um, what's I, up? I, I still have not seen Strange uh, Strange New Worlds. Um, I have. I am part of the way through the next season of Enterprise. Season three? Yep, season three. Okay. Um, they have thoughts. We'll, we'll return at a, at a time. <laughs> yes, we, we will definitely come back to that. <laughs> yeah. And um, also, there is like, I have a, a, it's like a, uh, it's like a very sad confession to make, which I kind of made to you via email a while ago, which was that I, I, think, I think I might like um, Lower Decks now. Well, just like every zombie apocalypse movie, you had to go sometime. It was about time, really. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I think we can we can chat about that maybe in a larger conversation at some point. But um, I'll have to it, watch more of it before yeah. we we talk about lower decks. Yeah, I'd have to watch a bit more. Yeah, but it's like for those of you out there who like kind of watched the first couple of episodes and then just pieced out because it looked like a knockoff Rick and Morty with um, Starfleet Starfleet uniforms on. Um, it does get better. The characters get more uh, three-dimensional. It's like they start actually telling some really interesting stories with cool premises. Um, so yeah, I, I would recommend giving another shot. Well, um, my Star Trek update is I've seen a handful of Lower Decks. And I, I watched, like I started binging Strange New Worlds. Mm -hmm. I watched the pilot a while ago and been so so on it but because everyone was talking it up i went back watched the pilot and then maybe two or three episodes mm. I, like i'm not that fussy on it it's fine i i'm i'm not saying it's 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 definitely better than discovery mm. and it's better than star trek picard but that's not saying much no that's a very low bar to clear <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's I think part of the problem is new age quote unquote new age Star Trek fans. I don't know if they grew up with the or or I don't even know some of them did grow up with the series, but I don't I don't know they're just so hungry for Star Trek that they don't care. Mm -hmm. um, where whereas the the five seasons that or five seasons five series that we have of Star Trek is you know it's great. It's there. It's not going anywhere. No one can take that away from us. So I just discovery is still garbage. Picard got a, became a parody of itself. Um, <laughs> Lower decks. Yeah, I, I'm one of those pieced out after a couple episodes, but I can definitely go revisit it if we're going to talk about it. And then Strange New Worlds. Yeah, I just thought it's okay. I guess some of the characters are a little one dimensional. Some of it's still a little the Star Trek Discovery. Um, like look look how great we are look yeah. how wonderful this world is isn't this so exciting aren't, aren't we so aren't we so new age aren't we so cutting edge aren't we so like whatever um which the other star trek i just it, to me it's just like a different generation thing the generation that came before they were made of like sterner stuff and they didn't mm -hmm. really care what you thought and they wrote this they wrote the stories they want to write this generation wants you to like them so bad <laughs> that they're just like, look, look at us. Look how great we are. No, no, no. Look at the types of characters. Look how diverse we're being. Look at this. Look at this. But putting no thought into it, which to me is as damaging or as bad as ignoring diversity, is not putting an effort in. 
and just mm. being like, no, 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 we're just doing it to do it. There's no thought being put into this. There's no structure. There's no character development. There's just nothing. And that I think makes it unwatchable at times. So still new age Star Trek, I'm still not a fan. Regard, I don't care how many great trailers they release for Picard season three. I'm not watching it. Okay. I was sucked in. I saw two trailers that made me go, Ugh, no, I'm going to watch it. But no, I'm not going to. I'm refusing. I'm not going to. That's gonna. fair. I, I, I watched the first episode of season two of Picard because I thought, oh, maybe Mike's going to like want to do an episode on it. And then like, I was like, this is terrible. And then I think the next episode I heard, you're like, I'm not watching the rest of it. I was like, oh, thank no. God. Okay. I- <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that my, honestly, I went through the same thing when it came out. I thought, well, okay, we'll watch it, and Tyler and I will probably maybe review the pilot or the full season again. But it was so un- like, what are we going to say? It's bad. Yeah, <laughs> like it's there's just nothing- bad. There you go. There's our review of Star Trek. But there's our there's our Star Trek update, Chris. It's I bad. I hope I'm not getting paid by the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, last fan question here um, comes from uh, Josh the Inquisitor, as always. Um, because uh, he, his questions always lead into re- to the reviews. Mm-hmm. So uh, Josh says, oh, hey, did the star-studded cast of Amsterdam work for the movie? Also, please talk about Smiles marketing and compare it to Bros marketing. Okay, Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'll talk about marketing first. Yeah. Um, Smile did a lot to market itself. They did. Not only did it create a lot of you know, trailers that were actually like really good. They did a lot of viral marketing by having people go to different events and, and just sort of smile creepily. Um, I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I did. It's like, it was chilling. (laughs) Almost to the point where you're thinking, can you just stop? Yeah. <laughs> it's like some Pennywise. So there's Life's a lot of Pennywise enough. right there. Yeah, like, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, it almost makes me sad. Like you almost want to go up to those actors and just be like, I get it, but please stop. Like please this stop. is so terrifying. <laughs> like, I'm just not even. I'm just trying to enjoy the football game, please. Yeah, yes. Like especially at like football, there's just these people in the crowd who are doing this smile thing. And I don't know if that, made people want to go to the movie or not. I know it did. It's done well. And it has. It's, yeah. it's critically done very well as well. So it's, <laughs> it's getting a lot of buzz. So obviously it works. And again, most, most marketing campaigns are better than the bros marketing campaign, except for maybe like Batman versus Superman, which was really bad. And the first trailer for Star Trek beyond. Oh, was that awful. was rough. Yeah. Like that. Those are examples of, of terrible trailers that I think are unforgivable. Yeah. Um, and bros marketing to me is unforgivable. Smiles marketing, yeah, they 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 knew what they were doing and they knew what they had and they knew they had a strong visual to go out into the world with. But just like when Pennywise was walking around for it, it's just it's it's too scary. It's too much. Like this is yeah, like I think you said it exactly right, Tyler. Life is tough enough without <laughs> having to walk into a football stadium and look at some creepily person who's staring at you and smiling from a distance. And it's just it's too real. It is. I do so remember that, that when when uh, It Chapter 1 came out, a friend of mine w- blew up a bunch of red balloons and just left them all over his apartment for his uh, his housemate to find as he was, goes when he came back from watching the movie, would just like open the shower and there's like a red balloon hanging there, would go to bed and there's one in his bed. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> I know, right? 
as a prank that's that's incredible exactly <laughs> but there it gets a point where you're just kind of like you can't just sometimes you just got to leave us alone please yes exactly <laughs> yeah i because i remember people would tell stories of that with when like the chucky movies were around like people mm. would be like chucky dolls and buy them and like leave them places for people like that's funny as a prank that's very really really funny yeah. i just think from yeah for marketing hey it's effective and it works and it's the type of thing that i would 100 percent do and be on on board for as a producer it's just as a human being <laughs> yeah was, I love the distinction between the producer and the human being. Two yeah, very different animals. <laughs> they are. They are. And I think well, I think when you're good at something, you know how to separate yourself from the human to the producer. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. And some people take it too far and are monstrous. And yeah. other people are successful and make billions of dollars and can buy whatever they want. And other people are both. Islands. <laughs> Sometimes people are both. That's true. <laughs> um, and then in terms of the Amsterdam question, um, I would say if it wasn't, for the star-studded cast, this movie wouldn't have worked at all. Mm, I was worried about that. It's like looking yeah. at it from like from the outside. I saw the trailer. I'm like, like I love all of these actors. Why aren't I not engaged by anything that's happening in the trailers? Well, that's because the movie is kind of weird and not Tyler Vance interesting weird, right? Like the weird movies you like interest you and fascinate you like correct me if i'm wrong i'm literally like telling you what you think and feel so you can just tell me if, if i'm wrong here but i think they intrigue you they sometimes inspire you they make mm -hmm. you think yeah. and it gives you something to kind of hold on to to talk about that makes you come back to it and like am i wrong is that kind of no that's exactly right like a lot of the reason why i like the uh, the quote-unquote garbage movies is like that um really really draw me in is because they present a different way to see something or a different way to think about something that I hadn't really thought of before, whether that is just filmmaking in general, or if it's about life and theming, it's like, um, so Amsterdam looked very much like a kind of like when I was looking at it from the trailer, it looked very much like this is going to be a very kind of like predictable plot with just like a lot of weird, wacky hijinks and really, really like famous people running around. Was that an accurate representation of what it was? I would say the plot isn't, super predictable but okay. not in a intriguing interesting way like that okay. sound you just made no 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 that's not accurate it's <laughs> make, make, it's, no it has to go down oh yeah it's gonna go no. <laughs> yeah it's more it's more um it it's a it's a very simple premise and we'll just get right into it like i'll, I'll review the film now and talk a bit about it without yeah. spoilers it's a simple premise it's basically solving a murder um of an individual who is close to two of the main characters and it's kind of really about how did these three people who are featured in the trailer um come to know each other come to meet form this bond and the three of them going on this adventure to kind of solve this mystery but the thing is is that the mystery takes a lot of twists and turns and i start i started to lose the thread mm. quite a bit yeah. like there were too many moments where i had to kind of remind myself what are they doing what what was the reason they're talking to this person what's happening and the movie never really cared to present or explain itself mm -hmm. um it's it reminded me a lot of like really like older films like it had kind of this this really dated feel to it but in a more nostalgic way where it felt like a movie from the 40s you yeah know, that kind of thing like i could 40s. see even from the trailers that it's like it's not like it looked like period is like the, like the period it looked like how the movies from that period represented themselves with like really right. over the top like bright lighting it was like it was, a, it was 
yeah an interesting uh, like aesthetic choice yeah um, and, and even in the dialogue like the dialogue is on the nose and dated on purpose mm. like it's very just like that's the best way to describe it is on the nose if you don't have good actors it's gonna sound like the movie the happening to people okay <laughs> you, what, like that's honest some of the dialogue reminded me of the happening where i'm like well that's a weird thing what but, no yeah yeah exactly like very just like to the point one tone every mm. time certain characters would speak and frankly the three main people so you've got john david washington you've got margot robbie um and of course you have the name that now i can't remember even though he's christian bale Christian Bale. So you have the three of them and they're very talented actors and yeah. they make it work. <laughs> like very, they're doing a lot of heavy oh, lifting. <laughs> they're doing so much, but it comes off very, very well in that way. So I, I actually think if it wasn't for the star power, but also, you know, sometimes you have movie stars who aren't good actors and sometimes you have movie stars who also are great actors and good artists. Yeah. And this is a movie uh, Ani Taylor-Joy is in it, Rami oh. Malek, Robert De Niro. These are good actors, I would argue. Wow. That's quite um, a cast. It is. And it's, and it, you know, there's cameos as well. Uh, all, Taylor Swift is in it. <laughs> oh, is this one of those movies where the poster is literally just a list of the ca- actors that are in it? <laughs> the poster is just a list of the actors. There's not even, so you know how some posters try to hide it with like a little bit of visual? There's yep. not even a visual on this poster. It is just 12 names down the middle and then like a starburst in the background. You like it's these not, people. <laughs> it's, it's not even trying to hide the fact that it's just all these stars. But they are the ones that make the movie interesting because these main three people go along this journey and every person they meet is another star. So it's like another cameo from another person she recognize and they're all strong actors i just don't know if everything the director wanted to do with this landed for me it it, it was too convoluted and it Mm -hmm. was a little on the nose dated in a way meant to be kind of this old style of film but because so much has changed now i think my expectations and acting style and what i'm seeing are a little different yeah and i think you want a little more realism whereas this movie was very much here we are on old style movie sets filming these movies right right did it, you it felt like an old movie did you like the director's uh last film uh, american hustle i don't think it was his um, last film but as i think he had another one with jennifer lawrence called joy in between here and then yes but, joy yes yeah. I, I american hustle i was so so on yeah because um, like everything I, you were just describing is very similar to that movie and kind of yes. like cast is great um can't tell you a thing about what happened in it though yeah i would say the difference is, is I think Amsterdam, the plot and the main point is a little clearer mm. than, than American Hustle. It's Not just so. they, they just lose it. They mm. just kind of go all over the place and then it suddenly be- the movie suddenly becomes about something completely different. Right. So, but just like American Hustle and Joy, you're going to get people who really, really love Amsterdam. Yeah. Like that's going to happen because American Hustle was nominated for several different was. awards. Yep. And I, I'm, I believe at least Jen, Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for Joy. I think I that think. was the only one. And then his one before uh, those two, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, as like right, she actually won as like a, an Oscar for that. So it's like he's yes. always had really good actors and been able to get great performances from them. Um, for sure. 
it'll be interesting to see if Amsterdam is actually like uh, if, if it's, it wasn't very well liked by critics. So I wonder if that's no. going to translate to pretty much being snubbed at the Oscars. Yeah, I mean it. It's definitely a middle ground movie, mm. um, especially even when you put it in that pile. Like I don't like it, Civil Lines Playbook. I think is probably the best of a bunch. Yeah, I agree. Of his films, um, but American Hustle was a little more like there's more pageantry to yep. to that film than than this one. Like Amsterdam's just a little more like, for lack of a better word, plain. Mm-hmm. It just sort of is there and it's and it has an intriguing story to it and and again this is the type of movie that i think some audiences will enjoy because of the mystery element they'll be along for the ride it'll be interesting seeing the different actors pop in you recognize all the faces you enjoy seeing them like it's it's good in that sense um but i think for me i definitely wanted something a little bit yeah. out of the film like i just i was all i left the theater wanting a little bit wanting it to be a little bit more and i felt that it just kind of fell apart in the quote-unquote twist or what happens in it it's not really a twist it's more what you kind of reveal and as you get through is a little strange mm. um and what's even well, i gotta say what's even stranger and i didn't know this until the end of the movie um this is all based on things that actually apparently happened oh yeah, like all these three people kind of existed, sort of. Well, that's always kind of an interesting thing to find out at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, what? <laughs> like it just didn't, it seems so unrealistic that it's odd. I'm sure lots was changed, as is mm-hmm. always happens for these types of movies. But I definitely felt, um, I definitely felt like I wanted more and it, it wasn't really worth going to the movie theater to see like the, to me amsterdam is a typical stream it right some people are going to really enjoy this movie i found it at times entertaining but i don't think it's better than a, a six or seven out of ten at most like again i don't even think i didn't i wasn't as entertained with it as even i was with with bros and i gave the two films the same rating of stream it so right. technically maybe amsterdam's like a little more middle ground but yeah a i would soft say stream it. a soft stream it and this is like the fifth movie in the row that I've been like, eh, stream it, I guess. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not worth running to the movie theaters for like, to get excited. Yeah, it's like, it's a bronze-ish. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, it's it's definitely not as bad as an airplane it, or I'm not saying skip it. Because, no. uh, again, to kind of go full circle back to Josh's question, um, the if it wasn't for the star power of this movie, the movie would be more unwatchable. Yeah, like they elevate the actors elevate this film, um, yeah. and because I just happen to think they're all very, very talented. Like that's a very talented. Oh yeah, people. yeah. John David Washington. I am just like I. He was so good in Black Klansman, and every movie that he's been in since, he's been like the best part of it. And I'm just mm-hmm. really ready for him to have another like star vehicle that matches him and like really kind of like brings him into the mainstream in a really cool way. Yeah, and he has a pretty big. I mean, this is really Christian Bale's movie. Yeah, um, really. Yeah. But he he definitely still has a pretty big role to play, and I thought he was quite uh, quite good. Um, you close your eyes and you you hear Denzel. Though. Oh, definitely! Um, <laughs> like that's all you have to do. You just sit there and close your eyes, and you hear his father's voice coming through. So, um, but yeah, there you go. That that's my review for Amsterdam. It's a stream. It. Um, I can see some people enjoying it. If if you're into mystery films with a mystery if you like star-studded movies with a kind of an old hollywood feel 
um, you'll enjoy. It's very practical. I guess that's the last thing I'll say on, on it is mm -hmm. I did enjoy the very practicality of it. Um, all the practical kind of, not that there's a lot of huge moments, but there's a couple chases and a couple gunfights and a couple things that happen in it. And it's all done very practically. So it feels quite real, which I did appreciate for, for nice. that respect. So maybe, maybe in terms of the Oscars, like there might be some production side right. that they give it. Um, but I have a feeling. Yeah, exactly. I have a feeling though, after seeing the trailer, that the movie that the Oscars are going to really go after this year is Babylon, which oh, is from yeah. Damien Chazelle, uh, who did La La Land, of course. Yeah. Um, Babylon about the er really, really early days of Hollywood. I don't know oh. if you've heard about this movie. I've heard of it. Um, I know nothing about it. So it it's, that would be exciting. I saw one trailer and it was before Amsterdam and it looks, it looks like, like just crazy, like all over the place. But I mean, it's Damien Chazelle and he, he can sometimes do crazy stuff. But what's interesting is I read the premise and it's kind of a, it's Brad Pitt plays one of the first producers of Hollywood mm. to turn acting from a profession that, people kind of look down on to we're going to make them stars. Oh, that's cool. Wanted and desired by society. So that's a very interesting premise, I think. Yeah. Where they go with that. But there you go. There's Amsterdam and my review of the Babylon trailer. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's two for the price of one. <laughs> it's two, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So everyone, <laughs> everyone should feel really valued this week with their purchase. Um, so Tyler, why don't you talk to us about Barbarian? Uh, yeah, so I was like, was gonna go see a horror movie because I figured I should. It's like, as like as a as like a, an ode to Taylor, I wanted to like find something that was October worthy. That's um, very thoughtful of you. Um, <laughs> I think our fans will want something uh, Halloween other than the Conjuring news. So I'm glad that you you thought of them and Taylor. <laughs> so that's very thoughtful. Well, yeah, and it's it's fun because like horror movies aren't necessarily like my go-to genre. I do like them, but I find that I can really find my particular brand of like Tyler garbage within a lot of certain certain types of horror movies. The ones that are really about like bending reality and like changing things with filmmaking. So I was trying to figure out if I was going to go see Barbarian or Smile. And I eventually decided on Barbarian because most of the reviews were saying unpredictable. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind mm. of an interesting, uh, interesting thing. Um, that's so, all like the reviews were saying the movie itself is unpredictable yeah as in like you, you can't really figure out what what's happening and um, that is an interesting way to kind of frame it oh yeah and it has a really good premise it's like this idea is like this you have this young woman who shows up at an airbnb in the dead of night uh, and she finds out that it's actually been double booked and the person who's in the airbnb already is none other than bill skarsgård who oh. if i showed up at a, a property and it was like bill skarsgård is on the other side he's like oh you know don't worry we can both share and i'd be like nah man i'm i'm cool i'm, I'm gonna get it i'm sorry bill but i'm getting a hotel <laughs> i'm sure you're a really nice guy but like it's like i i just can't bring myself to do that i don't want it to be written on my on my tombstone tombstone should have known <laughs> should have known yeah, yeah. <laughs> should have known at the bottom bill scars exactly <laughs> um so but then yeah like the whole premise is that she decides against her better judgment the better judgment of everyone who's ever seen bill skarsgård um this Decides that um, she's going to spend the night, and things progress from there. Uh, and it's it is really like one of those movies that it just it shifts tones a lot, um, but it's always very consistent with its theming. Like it has a very consistent and intense theme that it's really driving towards. So as it shifts from like 
claustrophobic dread capsule horror to creature feature to slasher flick to social horror to even like black comedy at as like mm-hmm. a lot of the times like as it's shifting between all these things it's all kind of working towards a general like spear thrust of the theme so it really actually worked for me i i quite enjoyed this movie actually it's interesting because if done poorly what you that just would be described could be a, yeah like just a mess it just could be a a mess in some hands but you're saying that all of those different twists and turns and all the kind of different feels of the movie really worked and they were able to make it kind of work for the film yeah there's there's like a moment halfway through which i will not spoil but it is it is such a jarring transition between the movie you thought you were watching and the movie that you suddenly find yourself watching that it felt Mm. like the first time i saw psycho like that middle Mm. part of just suddenly like wait what is happening where am i and like that disorientation I, i know a lot of audience members don't like but if you stick with it for that like 10 minute stretch where you're like, I don't understand what's happening. It brings it back into what was happening before. And just like it elevates what was happening before on a thematic level in a whole new way. That was actually really cool. Um, the theme is not subtle. They are not subtle with what they're talking about. It's like, um, it's like, but it's also not predictable. You don't really know exactly how they're going to resolve this thing that they're working right. with. Yeah. Which is that like, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Because even in the prem, like a, a theme or a premise being just clear and easy to follow is kind of what you want. Someone shows up at the Airbnb, it's double booked, mayhem ensues, yeah. right? Like that, that could go comedy direction, that could go romantic comedy direction, that could go horror direction, like there's so many different ways you can go with it. But if you pull it off, that simplicity is such a good way to, to kick things off. It yeah. puts you in a place like I understand exactly where I am and what's happening, and now it's ready to go. Um, I mean, it sounds like just a wild ride. Like, would you, because you're saying there, there are different elements of horror within this is this movie like straight up a horror or is there like a thriller mystery to it like are you trying to figure out what's going on or is it just happening it's it is definitely a mixture of a lot of different things like there are moments of this movie that are incredibly scary like very horror movies like stuff but there's huge swaths of it that are more about like the comedy like Mm. and there's another huge portion that is more about kind of like the thriller aspect of like what is going on like what is happening in this house and why does it seem way worse than it originally appeared which is crazy because it already appeared pretty bad um it just keeps on getting darker and deeper in both literally and figuratively into this house it's like and um it's it it's one of those horror movies where it's going to stick with me like People can say what they want about the Blair Witch Project, but every time I go into a like wooded area in the fall and we even get a little bit lost for a second, I start to get a panic attack. I'm like, oh my God, it's going to be like the Blair Witch Project. And I'm going to get lost in this woods and be like, it's stuck, stuck here for days. Every well, time I go to an Airbnb from now on, I'm going to be thinking about this movie. <laughs> well, I mean, to, to be fair, there are many other things to be worried about when you're, when you're lost in the woods. Right? Yes. I mean, there are bears mm-hmm. um there are coyotes like these are serious things like yeah. that's what i'm thinking about i'm like what if a bear shows up <laughs> you're thinking what if a killer witch uh comes here yeah. i'm thinking what if a bear <laughs> shows up i don't know what to do like even the um, witch and the blair which isn't the scariest part of it for me it's like that feeling of being hopelessly lost and like the kind of like dread of like what's going to mm-hmm. come next like when there is no hope of getting out like what's going to come next and with Airbnbs, like especially like 
is I'm not sure if you've ever been in a situation where you go to an Airbnb and at one point you're searching for something and you like maybe open a door and you just see some weird stuff that you're like, what um what what was happening? Like one time I opened like a door into this like random thing and there was just like a room full of like children's trophies in this like room. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> just gonna shut this door. <laughs> I I didn't like I don't like Airbnbs. Yeah. So I didn't like them before. After the story you just told, I don't like them at all now. I'm a hotel guy through and through. I don't care what what the shows have said. Like, just don't bring a black light if you're concerned. <laughs> and just like what? Like, I would rather stay in a hotel with a brand name that I know than stay in an Airbnb that is someone else's home. Because yeah, one, of course you're going to open, like eventually you might be looking for something, you might need something. And of course you're going to see something. Like that's, the, uh, that is one of the creepiest things you've ever said. Is you <laughs> opened the door and it was just like children's trouble. Like what happened? I don't I'm, know. Like, uh, what was so this? <laughs> I like that. It would be just as scary as opening up and Bill Skarsgård stand. Yeah. Like it would yeah. just, I, I don't even, ugh, I don't, I don't know. Oh, and <laughs> it's, it's so like, yeah, it's got this really good premise. That's, um, that's kind of like baked into like the modern day life. That's going to make me think differently about stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But another really cool thing it had going for it was actually it really used its um, filming style to like tell its story well, um, because it was like it had this kind of idea of like the camera as being like almost like a predator. Like you're actually every time that a shot is like introduced, it's like the camera sliding around corners or up over things to like focus on the main character. And it really creeps you out as you're like walking, like going through. And that and worked for you. Like that, that camera worked, movement. Worked. It worked perfectly for me. Is it, And really? also because it changes the camera move, like the camera style changes as the movie goes through its tonal shifts. Yeah. So it's like, it's very deliberate. It's very intentional. There's this, beautiful like um like lighting moment that happens at the very beginning of the movie which so i can talk about it where when bill skarsgård opens the door and they're having the conversation and he invites her in there's a moment where he steps back he's like well do you want to come in and as he steps back from the door he steps out of the light from the like the main thing and kind of like his profile kind of falls into shadow slightly and there's just you can feel the entire room of the theater just kind of like brace like Mm-mm, mm-mm, nope mm-mm, nope <laughs> don't do that <laughs> do you think like i i i just think that that's how bill skarsgård is even in real life like he just for whatever reason light like reflects off of him or like that like disappears into him it just it just he... refuses to touch bill skarsgård the lights yes, towards yeah. him. like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> he just he's just always in shadow like poor guy he's just like i'm really a nice guy he seems like, like a very like, nice guy and he doesn't even like horror movies like that's the funny no, thing about it he's, he's not such a an unassuming person in interviews like he's just so like quiet and like sort of like make like there's certain people who who make themselves small like yeah. when when they talk it's just a body language thing you pick up on and he's just one of those like, oh yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. I'm not really a big horror fan, but like, whatever. <laughs> and this is like, the, yeah, the scariest looking person. <laughs> oh, it was funny. I didn't know he was in the movie, so when the door opened, it was him. I was just like, oh, of course it's you. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Pennywise, yeah. run. <laughs> um, okay, so overall, then for for you, Barbarian, like, what what's your screening at Kingston rating for this one? It's uh, for me. It's definitely a see it now. Like clearly, this is a Tyler Van see it, so you have to take it with a grain of salt. It's got a very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes, um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it does require its audience to follow it through some yeah. very interesting tonal shifts. 
But you're and, not the only one who likes it, though. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Like, you, you're, you might be putting yourself into your own corner here. Because a Tyler Vance film is universally disliked okay by it's most. like we, we need to have a conversation about that because there are there are dozens of people like me who like oh, dozens. Dozens. there are literally dozens, dozens of us literally <laughs> dozens of people who like those kinds of movies and yeah we get together for billion. conventions every so often it's yeah, just great yeah <laughs> and all seven of you get the big table at like the arby's or whatever and yeah exactly like I, I like how you just picked, you just you just picked like i love how you picked like the worst fast food chain too <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna go to any of the good fast food. you're gonna be like no we're arby's people for life let's watch her smell on our little uh phones and eat yeah. some arby's <laughs> oh yeah well it, it is a see it but it's like and uh yeah a lot of people do like this movie so um and it's i think it has a, a lot for a lot of different people now it should be noted um that there are a few trigger warnings that should be put for this. It is a horror movie, so clearly horror movies often deal with horrific content. And mm-hmm. while it's not incredibly, um, there are a few moments of gore, like not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a kind of, as it, as implied by the premise, an overarching kind of threat of sexual assault, which is like right. a, a very common thing that happens in these type of movies where you have a young woman mm-hmm. that finds herself in an uncomfortable situation. Um, the movie is like shies away from showing anything explicit in any sort of like in that avenue, but there are heavy implications at times for stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so if this that's the type of thing that uh, you're not interested in in seeing, um, it's it's not a movie like Cannibal Holocaust or something that's constantly showing you terrible terrible things one after another. Yeah. But the implications are there, so uh, take yeah. that uh, with a grain of salt. Yeah, no, uh, definitely, it's good to to know kind of what you're getting into. Now, one, I don't know if this is a spoiler. But I have to ask because you didn't yep. really mention it. Where does Justin Long come into play in this? Is he like I heard he was in the movie? He is indeed in the movie, and um, is like his he shows up halfway through the movie. He he is kind of like his entrance to the movie, kind of sh- like heralds in this shift, this like oh, dramatic okay. climactic shift. Um, and so probably uh, a spoiler. To yeah, I won't talk about really. <laughs> like his role i will say that he is perfectly cast in this role <laughs> okay okay yeah, yeah no, i hey i i find what you know he i think justin Long's a pretty good actor but i think he does have limitations yeah for for his acting but what he does he does do well and he yes. does this well there you go um so there you go that's that's barbarian um i guess before we get into the quiz there's something that you said kind of could be an interesting short conversation um is there a celebrity that if you did open the door and were were face to face with them in an Airbnb that you would stay for? And and is there one other than Bill Skarsgård that you wouldn't? Hmm. Would it just like I want like for me like Bill Skarsgård for sure because he looks great, but like Jared Leto, I'd be out of there real fast. Oh yeah, it's like easy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that would, that would be one where i'm just like i'm not sticking around um but is there anyone you could think of where you're like oh that would actually be kind of a fun uh weekend or night chilling at this airbnb with this random celebrity I'm, i don't know i'm trying to think like who seems like a really like swell person like tom holland seems like a really nice guy he's like yeah. i think it'd, it'd be fun to is it like, fun to hang out with tom holland he might be annoying though uh, is like, I, I see. I was thinking about Ryan Reynolds as a potential because I do like Ryan Reynolds, but I'm like, oh, but that shtick would get old. That like, would get old fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah can you really can you imagine just well, like the like like four hours in, and it's just like, have you said 
anything sincere this entire time. <laughs> I I would only stay in that situation with Ryan Gosling if he listened to the podcast first. Like, let's just say he listened to Screening in Kingston, and then I opened the door and he's there, and and we had to have a face to face confrontation. That would be hilarious. He opened the door, Mike Shepard, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it's just we meet at last. <laughs> yeah, the weekend begins. <laughs> um, yeah, like that would. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds would would get would get annoying fast. Yeah, um, yeah. There's some people who I think I'd annoy, um, <laughs> so I wouldn't want them there. Uh, right. But you know, someone who actually would be an inch, like a, a comedian like Jim Carrey, where even though he's always on, I think that would be pretty funny for like one evening. Like yeah. if you had one evening with Jim Carrey, like in that would be hilarious. Like I think he would have a lot of interesting things to say. Yeah, be. yeah, he is also one of those people that I feel like he does have depth behind the, like the cartooniness. Um, so it would be interesting to just kind of see that juxtaposition in real life. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would be really interesting. Yeah, I just think that's interesting that it's so true about the look of Bill Skarsgård that you'd immediately leave. And I just I was trying to as the since you said that I've been trying to think, are there any other celebrities that I would just leave immediately? Like Jared Leto, like, definitely. Like, Jared Leto, definitely. Like, not that he's not a good actor, but like Joaquin Phoenix. I feel like oh, that's yeah. just like a weekend I don't want. <laughs> um, <laughs> weekend no one asked for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I just feel like that's kind of awkward. And um, oh, was it James Woods? James Woods, yeah, that yeah. would be James Woods, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's some people like even even like Jason Momoa mm, um, and yeah. The Rock, where I'm like, I don't want to work out all weekend. Like, yeah, that's it's... Not, like, you're gonna make me like <laughs> you're gonna, go you're gonna make me want you. to work out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to like. Be... <laughs> have you seen uh, do you, any of the uh, Evil Dead movies? Like um, Bruce Campbell, who's like the head, oh, like, sure. the lead actor in the Evil Dead movies. Like he seems like just a very like like down to earth guy. I read his biography at one point. It was just like yeah. he would be a fun hang. <laughs> He'd have stories too. Like you want to yeah. have someone who who's down to earth, but could tell like could tell you a lot of entertaining stories, and is nice enough to like ask questions about you and like have a pleasant yeah. time. Like he seems like that type of person. Just yeah. genuinely nice, down to earth, has a lot of interesting stories to to tell. Happens to be a big star of, of a movie franchise. Yeah, um, like I think that would be that would be pretty good. And just because I want to see what happens, Tom Cruise. <laughs> just because I just I just want to know, <laughs> like <laughs> what what it is. Like, is he in a hyperbaric chamber? Um, like, does he open up and like the aliens that are operating him crawl out? Like, what happens? That would be- <laughs> You know, it's physically impossible to tell. And I, I think some things are better left unknown. And for me, Tom Cruise and what makes him work is one of those things <laughs> that's, that's best just on the other side of the screen. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to the movie quiz here. So basically the premise of this, Tyler, is I have three questions that I've randomly pulled from this blockbustering movies and TV trivia quiz game. Um, so I'm doing this with every guest host. Um, I've been doing some pre-records, but so far our guest hosts are two and three and three of three. So only one wrong between the two of them so far. Oh, wow. Um, Time to bring the average down. I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I will say these are like blockbuster things, but as I was reading through about half of the questions, I didn't know the answer to. Okay. So there, some of them are a little obscure. So are you ready to go? I am ready. Okay. Question number one. Who co-stars with Adam Sandler in the movie Click? Um, 
Oh, who would be that? It's like in the movie Click. Well, Christopher Walken co-stars with him. You're looking for the role like romantic. The romantic. Sorry, oh, okay. uh, just to make it just to make it clearer for you, because guess Christopher Walken is indeed in that movie. He but... is. Oh, who is that? Uh, for ten the, seconds. For the sake of, of brevity of this, I'm just going to take is like take a. Monahan was that her last name? It's like, I, it's like, I'm gonna say I I, I don't pardon. No, it's like, um, it's like I don't know who that I is. I think Michelle Monahan is her name, but oh. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with that, even though that's not the right answer. Michelle Monahan, no, yeah. it, Kate Beckinsale. Oh, okay, yeah, Kate that makes Beckinsale. Sense. There you go. Um, I also just so everyone knows, I randomly grabbed these three questions. They are <laughs> not themed to anything. I just grabbed the next in the pile. <clears throat> Question two: Which celebrity? was sued by a group of cattle farmers in 1996 after discussing mad cow disease on television. Huh. What an interesting era that would have been. Yeah, 1996 cattle farmers, and that you're looking for a celebrity who would have been on TV in the 90s. A celebrity who was on TV in the 90s. Were they yeah, we'll, I, everyone they gets a hint. No, so this would be like... This would be like they they are themselves on television and on television a lot. Oh, okay. How about Ellen DeGeneres? That's a good guess, but wrong. Oprah Winfrey. Oh, okay. Well, that would be another good one. Yeah. Uh, I think I think in the '90s, Oprah was she was big, like, just a massive show. Yeah, I okay. was surprised that anyone could like take down Oprah. That's a that's an intense suing. <laughs> Yeah, very, very much so. I don't know if they were successful, but they did sue. It doesn't say if they, if they were su- probably, probably not. Um, your final question. You haven't gotten one right yet. So yeah, I'm noticing. You better get this one. Let's go here. Which singer plays an alien in the 1976 film The Man Who Fell to Earth? I have never even heard of that movie. <laughs> Singer plays an alien, eh? Yeah, um... and and I will say this particular singer has and would have done some movies of that era and into the 80s that were strange fantasy. Okay, let's go with David Bowie. You are correct. Yeah. David Bowie. There you go. One one out of one out of three. I said I set bad. out to bring down the average and I was successful. <laughs> and that that's exactly how these questions are for this quiz. It is literally just like random anything from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Like it's just random movie stuff. And just as you've shown. Half of those, like, I, d- I didn't know the answer to without seeing the answer card. Like, I wouldn't have known. Um, so, yeah, you, I don't know. This is a very strange quiz. And I think it's kind of funny to just pull out <laughs> random yeah. questions. I am so bad with movie trivia. And it's it's funny because whenever we go to movie, like, any sort of trivia, people always turn to me and they're like, oh, this is your question. I'm like, no, you're looking at the wrong guy here. I, I watch really weird movies that no one cares about. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it, was, if it was something like in Enemy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I got this. Oh, no problem. But like, those are not, that's not what you normally get. No, although there was one trivia I remember going to once where they were doing like music from sci-fi and fantasy movies. Um, Mm. So they would play the music and you have to get it. And the bonus was just like, it was playing it and it just sounded like random humming and then occasional beeps. I'm like, I think this is from Alien. And it was, and it was. So like, I I, I have my, uh, my niche, but they are few and far between. Few and far between. Um, as I famously said, your niche is fifty percent Star Trek and fifty percent garbage. So yeah, um, I stand by it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, hey, it, it works for you. Um, so th- th- this brings us to the end of the episode. Um, thank you, Tyler, for for doing this and being here. Um, I really appreciate you kind of stepping in last minute. Um, and it was great. To, it was really great to have you on just a run of the mill episode and talking movies. It's always nice to kind of get someone to just bounce ideas off of and yeah. talk. And when you're going through the reviews, so thank you for for being here. I appreciate that. Of course, it was my pleasure. I'll do it anytime. And um, as it's like, as I had said off mic, uh, it gives me a, a great opportunity and an excuse to go see movies in the theaters that my busy schedule doesn't usually allow. So I'll do it any time of the week. You should tell that story quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like I was looking and I was like looking at the uh, say online. I'm like all these movies that were coming out. I'm like, oh, those all look so good. I would love to go see them, but I just can't. It's I can't justify it i just I, I just can't it's like and then suddenly this email comes in can you come on the show on monday i'm like yeah i can and i'm gonna go watch a movie in the theaters <laughs> <laughs> you got your reason you just needed that push and, and yep. uh, we, we provided it um so thank you tyler um and again uh we're we're all thinking of you taylor um and wishing you all the best um we will welcome taylor back on the show very very soon in the meantime, do make sure to go check out our website, screeningandkingston.com. Send us in any movie requests, any thoughts, any feelings you have on, on the various films that we review each week. You can email us or you can fill out a form right there on our website. Thank you to uh, everybody for listening this week. And as Taylor says, go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. Recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.